you live, episode four, Coach's Corner. Uh, been on a little hiatus the last couple of weeks. Yeah, everything's been nuts with getting back from uh, the holiday break and uh, the whole COVID thing between sports, everything going on. I feel like I've been going – basketball officially started um, the first day we got back from Christmas break. So we've been going almost nonstop for – Three weeks now, I guess. How many? You guys are allowed to play what? Two games a week? Um, or do you guys have a we, limit? We're allowed. We're allowed to play as I mean, like three a week. Um, but they gave us a six-game regular season schedule. So, so in our district, we're the big, we're the big side of our district. Yeah. Um, six-game regular season schedule, and then we're allowed to add a couple games. So we got two games this week and one next week. They're just exhibition. Um, then the week after that is playoffs, top four seeds out of the seven. Um, and our eighth grade, eighth grade squad made playoffs, but the seventh has not, did not, and the sixth is still up in the air. Oh, are you coaching all three? Uh, no, I'm doing eighth, but I'm helping out a lot with the seventh um, right now. So I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, dude, it's been the last like, the last couple of weeks once we got back from. Christmas break had been pretty quick. Uh, I mean, for me, like my travel softball starting up and then uh, like coaching, my coaching stuff won't start for another couple of weeks. Um, I guess I don't really even know when it'll start. We find that out uh, on Wednesday for sure, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been traveling a little bit for softball mm-hmm. for my, for my travel team. Um, and so you're just down you're way you're way out of way from illinois this last yeah 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 yeah. we were in we were down in uh dallas texas i guess technically we were in mansfield um but we got to go to dallas and uh it's pretty fun got to play a few games down there at some pretty cool fields um they're kind of all like modeled after um professional baseball stadiums yeah that field was stupid nice when you had that yeah, so the field, I mean, they look really cool. Um, and they were and they were in okay shape. They could probably use some work. Like the turf was a little bit tore up in areas, but I mean, the money that they bring in, like I don't know how they don't make them pristine all year round. But I mean, it was still a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Um, we played pretty terrible, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, we haven't played since October as a team. Um so like, I mean, the most we've done is like co-ed and stuff like that. So it's not like it's super competitive, but um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be going to Nashville uh, this weekend. Actually, we leave Friday. It's a Saturday tournament and then we'll come back Sunday. Um, and then like once like uh, March hits, um, March, we have a couple more tournaments and then it's pretty much like go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, so my availability will be a little bit different this spring because of softball, um, both softballs, both softball. Yeah. Because of coaching, but, uh, honestly, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't do another year, not coaching. Like that was last year was fucking miserable, not getting to coach. Uh, I felt like, I felt like the whole month of like May and June, I was just like a, like a slug, like because I, I was so like, it's so in my head that I, I have to coach during that time of year that like, 
I just felt worthless to be honest with you. Like I felt like I was letting the girls down. I felt like I was letting like myself down, but I, I literally like, I couldn't do anything. Like there was nothing for me to do. Like I couldn't even have practice. I couldn't even like, I couldn't tell them to go practice. I had to just be like, this is what I would do if I were you and then hope that they did it. And, and that's what kind of, that's kind of where I was at too with everything that's going on now and being, you know, four hours away from home. Last time I saw family and stuff was October and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't need to see them all the time, but then I planned on obviously coming home for around Christmas time and spending some good time. So I could see you know, a lot of people, my family, all that stuff. And then we had a game the first day back and I felt part of me felt guilty for not being here yeah, and practicing with them because I knew that probably everybody else was, which in a normal year I wouldn't have, I don't really practice on Christmas break anyway. I, I think it's good for at the high school I do, uh, but at junior high, I think it's good. That they kind of get a little break. Yeah. But for I, me, I agree. They've been having a break for a while. And then I felt personally, I felt guilty for going home because I was like, man, like, we should probably be practicing right now and things like that. Yeah. Luckily, luckily here, out of my eighth graders, I think all but like two, maybe even just one, uh, was getting in the gyms because they were practicing with the high school teams. Oh, really? Well, that's good then. Like at least they were able to, Some to be active. Time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like I said, I, I was – I felt like – going into this school year, we'd have a softball season regardless. Like I felt like we'd get to the spring sports, we'd get a shot. Um, I wasn't sure about basketball. I'm still not sure about basketball or volleyball, but like, I really thought, you know what, they'll do whatever they can to make spring sports happen. Cause those kids lost a whole season. Well, uh, the awareness that they weren't going to do postseason for basketball. Dude, they haven't decided anything. I it's got literally like, it's literally Wednesday. They're going to let everyone know what the plan is. Which they pushed pushed that back for two weeks, like seven or eight times. But that's just another. Because I was talking to uh, one of my former players, uh, Leighton from North Clay, and he was saying that basketball is not doing it. They they can practice and play games, but they're not doing a postseason. So he's like, it's going to push into baseball. And then as soon as baseball starts, everybody's going to quit because baseball, there can be a postseason and you may as well at least get better for that. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, it kind of makes sense, but. I go, it's hard. It's hard to go back for your senior season after you quit. Yep. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Both sides. Yeah. I, uh, I'm interested to see what Wednesday brings. Uh, we, we met today, like as a coaching, like a, like a whole coaching staff. Yeah. I guess whatever you want to call it. Uh, and basically, you know, the AD was just like, Hey, I don't really have any answers for you yet, but Wednesday is going to be a big day. And, like be just basically be on your, you know, be on your feet and be ready to make some changes to things and, you know, be flexible. Um, and my big thing is like, I just want the kids to be able to do something. Like it's been so like, you can tell, like, I don't know. I mean, you just, you just met these kids that you have and I've known these kids for only a year, but like, I can tell that these kids are like kind of turning into zombies. Like, yeah. <clears throat> Like, okay. I don't know if it's the face mask or if it's not doing sports or not being able to go do stuff at school, but like the personalities, like you don't see them as much, like you don't see as vibrant of personalities as you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, like, yes, yeah, like they, depression has to be through the roof. Cause like these kids, like 
high school kids don't like school for the most part. And yeah. then even middle school kids, like I don't really like school, but being able to go to school and like hang out with your friends and play sports and like that keeps kids going to school. And if that doesn't happen and if they can have the same, do the same stuff learning online for half the day or sleep in all the time, like what's the, what's the desire for them to want to go to school at all? Yeah. I mean, exactly. And like, we've seen it, we've seen a lot of kids opt for the remote learning option just because it's like, why you can't, you can't do the same stuff you normally could do at school. So like, what's the point, you know? And I, I don't blame them to be honest with you. Like it, you might as well just, if I were a student, I would stay at home because I'd be like, well, if I go to school, there's a chance I get quarantined anyway, you know, like I'm going to be at, then I'll be home for two weeks where I can just stay at home and get my own routine. And like, you know, maybe, and you hope, well, I mean, I hope that some of the athletes that are at home are like getting a routine of like working out or, you know, working out, doing their homework, finding time to go take swings or, you know, run routes or whatever it is. Well, that's, do I, think that's do I think that's happening. Probably not. Do I hope it is? Yes, of course. And that's what's so different. I think about the last 15, 20 years and even a little bit, even different from when I was kind of, um, like in high school and stuff, but we were in high school, but there's so many more club teams now, I think, than there were. Yeah. And I was talking to the uh, one of the parents that we have here, and she's like, well, I'm going to have my kid be virtual. And I'm like, well, why? She's like, because he's a bookworm as it is. He already loves learning. And worst case scenario, he comes to school and he gets sick, and then he has to quarantine. At least if yeah. he's at home, I know he's one, he's not going to get sick. And two, he's not going to get anybody else sick, so we can continue to play sports. Like it's kind of a you it makes sense. I mean it's kind of a look bad look to have athletes like staying at home doing nothing. But you know, I mean that's exactly that's what I've kind of thought about. Uh we're not really, I guess, supposed to tell our athletes to do that route, but if it were me, that's what I would do. Yeah. Cause I don't I mean, then if you if you go to school and you, you know, somebody in your class gets it and you have to quarantine for two weeks. Like you don't know how long your season's going to be anyway. It could only, your season might only be five weeks and now you're gone for 40% of it. Like, yeah. I mean, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't blend. I mean, I would have had a tough time doing virtual learning from home. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have probably been the best at it, but I would have figured out a way to make it work. Now what we were doing, we were hundred percent virtual and there was class times every day that I would have been totally fine with. Well, yeah, you, it's holding but, you accountable, right? Correct. But uh, the remote learning when, you're just kind of, is it really classes? Is it not classes? Oh, I'm just going to send schoolwork home. That's yeah. when it gets real difficult, I think. For the yeah. And once you make that, like, uh, once you make that non-negotiable with yourself, like, hey, I've got to be online at this time to this time, I think it makes it a little easier. Um, the free-for-all, which is what happens when you go to college, basically, you know, like, you, you have unlimited time to, to do whatever you want. Or I guess you don't have unlimited time, but you have unlimited opportunities to do what you want to do in your time. Um, and you've got to decide how to handle that. Um, I mean, that's, that's where it gets tough for some people, which hopefully, I mean, hopefully some of these kids, like, uh, I think, I think some of these kids will benefit that in the long run because they will kind of have learned, I guess, some of the, you know, ins and outs of how to handle your, your time when it's your time. And, uh, maybe hopefully, you know, in, in, couple of years when they get to college it'll be a little bit smoother of a transition for them but 
Well, it's to its understanding that sometimes there's a lot of shit you don't want to do, but you have to do it. Uh, agreed. agreed. Like when we're, when we're full virtual, I don't really want to drive to work every day, but I have yeah. to do it. So I do it. You know, um, I think a lot of times, and again, maybe I'm biased, but I think kids are getting a little bit softer where if they don't want to do it, they're just not. And then, you know, their parents are like blaming the teachers or the coaches for it. And it's like, you know, you got to take responsibility sometimes and um, that becomes tough, but staying motivation is, is gotta be hard right now. It has. Oh, to be. it's yeah. I mean, I don't, I was telling somebody that the other day, like I, I'm not sure how I would have handled it as a 17 year old kid being told that I can't play sports, uh, you know, or be normal, have a normal, you know, high school life. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to figure out, like, you have to figure out how to keep yourself going and motivated. Um, and, and it's not always easy. I mean, you have to be pretty self-aware to figure that out for yourself. Cause it's not the same for everybody. Um, but it is, I mean, right now it's, it's probably at motivations at an all time low for some of these kids and maybe others is at an all time high. Cause they realize that they have to take it on themselves to do it. And, you know, you can't, uh, rely on a coach right now because we're not like we're not allowed to do anything yet like they just i guess today was the first day they were allowed to start any sort of workout practice anything well and some kids depending on the students some kids are flourishing right now because they don't have to sit next to people they don't have to talk out loud which makes them uncomfortable like they can do all the work from behind the computer which is what a lot of these kids want to do anyway just sit behind a computer and yeah. They don't have to worry about what anybody's looking at them, what they're wearing. You know, you got students who maybe are pretty good academically, but get really shy around people and don't have the best home lives. And so their clothes are ratty or like, that's not an issue for a lot of these kids now. So I understand like there are silver lining. There are some positives to everything that's going on right now for that reason. It's giving those students an opportunity who don't shine out in front of people and don't have the best home lives to still learn and not, be stressed out about what people are thinking about them. hundred percent. And I think that a lot of those kids are, are going to see some benefits from that. Um, I just, man, I, I really hope some of these athletes don't end up suffering because of that. Um, but like, like I was telling you today, like I had a, a former uh, student baseball player of mine. He's in the, I believe he is in the air force, maybe guard now. I'm not sure. Um, but I know he he went to basic and did all that stuff, and now he's back, and I think he's taking classes um, to be a pilot. And uh, he he just messaged me kind of out of the blue and was like, you know, how do you keep motivation to go to the gym? Um, you know, like I feel like I I go pretty strong for like a week or two, and then I start to fall off. And um, I mean, and it's it's different for everybody. The piece of advice I gave him was basically to, like I said earlier, make it a non-negotiable, make it something that you've got to do. Um, and I said, start small, like tell yourself, Hey, this week I'm going to go two times to the gym. I'm going to go on Monday and I'm going to go on Wednesday and don't let anything come between you and the gym at those two days. And then I said, if you can do that for a week and then the next week say, Hey, I'm going to go three times, you know, and, and set your dates ahead of time and, and, lay a plan out in your head. So you have to make sure you're there. Um, I said, and then you build up to however many days you want. If you want to go four days, five days, like you get to that point. But 
was like, you got to make it to where that ha that's happening no matter what your day, like no matter how your day's going, whether it's you have a getting a fucking car accident, you know, and you get, you know, a fender bender at 8 a.m. Like you're still going to the gym or let's say you fail a test or, you know, something happens. You, you make sure that you get to the gym on those days, even if you don't want to go, even if you feel like shit, like, because honestly, like, you know, this, I know this, once you get to the gym and you start working out and once you're done, you feel a thousand times better. You know, like you feel accomplished. You feel like, Hey, I pushed through that barrier. Hey, I, I, I did what I said I was going to do. I didn't let something overtake it. Um, and you know, you and I send messages back and forth all the time about that shit where it's like, you're like, Hey, you going to the gym today? I'm like, ah, no. And you're like, Oh yeah. I remember when I was, you know, being a little bitch and, you know, <laughs> but you know, just, I, even though I did let you take off like three weeks when you said you had COVID, even though, you know, whatever. Dude, I got to read you this text that Brady sent me the other day. It was freaking hilarious. We had a game, so I didn't get to respond back to him right away. And he said, literally the text, I need you to text me and call me a bitch and tell me to get my ass working on mastering this album tonight and being tired, no excuse. I need the extra push or something along those lines. And then he said, then he texted himself back 10 minutes later, never mind, watch the Goggins video. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, put on fucking David Goggins or... I don't know. So any kind of sports movie and you're going to probably put on the, uh, any given Sunday speech and you should read your, yourself so, through a wall. Sorry, man. I had a game, but the fact that you need a phone call to get, get you off your ass just means you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated that. But and that's the thing too. Like if you're getting into it or, or you're starting, like I know every day of the week, what time I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Like if you like for somebody who's starting out and like it's anything, it can be running or uh, like if you want to. My I literally was thinking about this the other day because my buddy was telling me he was going to do a half marathon in um, April, and I remember doing mine and having a plan where I had the day of the days, days of the week and how much I needed to run and like writing down, hey, I'm going to run, you know, on Wednesdays. Say Wednesdays. Um, I don't have practice on Wednesdays. Wednesdays after school, that's when I go to the gym. Or like at three thirty, I need to be at the gym. I want to be done by four thirty. I got to get in there and bust it for that hour. Yeah. Uh, at that time, and then <clears throat> something else comes up. Like, hey man, you want to go grab dinner? Yeah, that's great. I have some. Don't even you know because if you say, oh, I'm going to the gym, people go, oh, skip it. Like, no, yeah. I I have a meeting or I have something I have to do from three thirty to four thirty, but I can do it afterwards. Yeah. Like, holding that accountability for yourself and not yeah. being like. Hey, you know, I, yeah, sure. Cause then you skip. Yeah. So skipping it. And uh, friends will do that crap though, too. They'll be like, I'll just skip, dude. It's one day. Just skip, just skip, just skip. Yeah. That was, that's a big thing. So, like, at my gym, uh, me and like, there's probably like four of us, I guess, five of us that, that try to lift in a pretty big group consistently. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that big. It's only four of us, but um, we, we had three days pretty much lined out during the week. And this is what I kind of told my, my former player. I was like, you know, I know that on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 6 p.m., I'm going to have at least two to three other guys at the gym that are kind of relying on me for things like whether it be a handoff, whether it be a spot, like, you know, and I need to make sure that I'm there because, one, I respect them and I respect their time. Um, and, you know, they do the same for me. So, like, I, I make sure that on those Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, unless, you know, my only thing is on Sundays if I have Alex – I can't always make it unless it's a six o'clock lift, but I, I have those times set aside. Like I'm not doing anything on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Like 
I will, you know, I won't go out to dinner. I won't go hang out with my softball friends. Like I have this now but having, having people that want to hold you accountable and you, they want you to hold them accountable. Yeah. Makes it helps a ton. Well, like last night, like my buddy, his program, he's a, you know, he's a competitive powerlifter and his program called for 420 for two sets of eight. Like if I don't show up, who's going to give him a handoff? You know, and if, if it's only one of us there, who's going to record for him so he can watch it like and watch back and see if he made any mistakes or technique errors. Like, you know, it's, you've got to have people on your, on your team and, and they've got to be as motivated to be there as you are um, or, other, or else you're just going to be, you know, you're only going to get, you're only going to get so far. Well, it's no um, different than a team than a sports team. hundred percent. You know, I tell, yeah. my, I tell my boys to him like, who the hell wants to get up at five 30 on a Friday morning after a Thursday night game? To be at practice by six fifteen, yeah, you don't, you know. But you you look at the people on your left and your right; those those teammates, you know, those friends, family, whatever you want to call it as a term, like they're willing to get up to fight and battle with you at that time yeah. when yeah. everybody, every other student is sleeping right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's the stuff you. I mean, that's the stuff honestly that you remember growing up. Like you remember as you get older. Like I can recall pretty much every morning practice I ever had in high school and college, like, and my friends and the shit that went on. Um, so like, I mean, that stuff, it, it sucks in the moment for sure. But, you know, as you get older, you, you learn from that stuff. You learn from those, you learn from those moments, I'd say a hundred percent, but yeah, I mean the motivation, like it's going to be interesting to see one sports start back up in Illinois. Like you're going to see the kids pretty quickly that, that, sat on their ass and didn't do anything and you're going to see the kids that wanted it. And, you know, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to have a lot of the, the kids that sat around and didn't do shit. Um, and for, for a year, for a calendar year. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I know that I have a handful that did, I know I have a bunch that did stuff, but I know I also have a bunch that didn't do shit and it's going to show and it's not my fault. And I and I beat myself up about it in the fall when we did fall ball stuff, but it's also on them. Like they've got to take some of that accountability. Um, and and as a coach, like I'm going to do everything I can to help prepare them for this coming season. But they've also got to be willing to take some ownership, and that's part of growing up. I mean, it's not fun, but part of growing yeah. up. And that's the thing too is a couple of things kind of came to my mind when you were talking there. One is my junior year we had practice at 5 30 in the morning all the time yeah. and we would walk and it was me tommy parker and Brent in our house and we'd all be like banging on doors you up you up yeah we're up whatever and then across the street my buddy drew for some stupid reason we always had to like throw rocks literally throw rocks at his window and then we would just like what we'd all be it'd be cold it's like december january so it's freezing outside we're all bundled up walking to practice in the cold and it was just like that's what i remember i don't remember how many sprints we ran i know we ran a lot I don't remember how practice went, but I remember doing little things like that. And that's just how it goes sometimes. And that's one thing where with the holding each other accountable, I remember between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I worked at um, the Red Bull Pool. It was like a lifeguard. And the guy who was the manager, him and I lifted every day at 7 in the morning. And yeah. so if you weren't up, which I had no reason. I worked at like noon. I had no reason to get up at 645, 640 to get the gym, but he would call me and I'd call him if he was like, like shit, all right, I'm on the way. Like it's that holding each other accountable type thing that 
Yeah, no, it, I, it's like the mental toughness type thing. I've had some training partners where we trained at like three thirty in the morning, and uh, I'll tell you what: you want to piss somebody off, tell them the night before that you'll be there at three thirty for heavy squats, and then don't show up. <laughs> See, that's, be, what, that's why I don't do heavy squats. That's why. Well, I don't do them either anymore. <laughs> bench, bench, bench only. Uh, but yeah, no, it uh. It's definitely going to be interesting to see this this next few months for us. I mean, it's going to be – this next few months is going to be a whirlwind. We're going to have possibly six sports in four months. Like, I can't can't wrap my head around it. But it's also going to be an interesting topic because this brings up, like, the concept of, like, dual sports – dual season athletes, right? Like, playing multiple sports in the same season. I know in some places, like um, – I'm pretty sure in texas you could do baseball and track right you can do baseball and track in the same season um i but always be able to like that's i get it. yeah 100 i agree i agree i always thought that that was kind of like a a no fly zone in illinois sports like i didn't know anybody in high school that did two sports in the same time apparently it's not a, a no-go like apparently you can it's just not really talked about and it's frowned upon. And you, when you do it, you have to make one sport, uh, I guess, your primary sport. I don't know. I, I, I could be talking out my ass on this because I have never read the rules on it. I just am kind of going by what I heard. And that primary sport takes precedent for games. But, uh, like I mean. Football and golf. There's no reason that somebody can't do both. I agree. I like, 100% you can, agree. You can go, especially because football, like practice in like July and August. You can go play nine holes, nine holes, which is a match yeah. afterwards, no problem in an hour and a half. Even if you ride a cart, that's fine. Or it starts to get dark a little earlier. Go out there in the morning and just chip and putt. Like Yeah. You can so get you can find the ways to get the work in. I think it'll be interesting this year if let's say volleyball and softball crossover. Uh it'll be interesting to see what happens. Or if baseball and football crossover. That'll be interesting to see. What's Dave gonna do? He coaches both of them. I mean, it's... he's gonna have he's gonna have batters out there with football pads on, and then the first baseman's gonna be a defender. You're like, all right, guys, even if center, they kick, you run through them, center fielders gonna be running routes, and yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Like, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens because I mean, I I'll be able to manage it. Like, I'll work around it with you know with Aaron and soft and volleyball, but. Uh, I, I'm cool with it. If 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 kids want to do it and they're willing to hold themselves accountable to that, like I'm all for it. But one, you got to keep your grades up. Two, you got to be able to make games and practices for sports when you're able to. Like you got to sit down and plan this shit out. It can't does just football be football have lights. Uh, no. The track does. Track does. Like kids could do like if Brett and this uh. Sarah still do track, Heller? Yeah. Yeah. If they wanted to and they were cool to work with about it, like they could do baseball, or excuse me, track practice from you guys do baseball till five baseball oh. till five. They could do five thirty or even four o'clock to six. And they'd be yeah. like, okay, you come for the last hour. Yeah. No, I mean with something like track where most of the time you can do individual training, um, I think it's more than manageable. And I don't think it's impossible to do in any sport. You just have to, one, be a gifted athlete, I think, because basketball and football would be stupid tough. Basketball and football, yeah. I mean, your fucking conditioning would be stellar, though. 
Like, can you imagine that? You're, you'd never come out of a football game. You play both sides and play every down. Which our kids do most of the time anyway. If you're yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I think, I think one, it's good. I think kids should play multiple sports in high school. I, I think that going to a big school like I did when I was in high school and not playing multiple sports, I kind of suffered a little athletically. I think I could have been a better athlete if I would have played more sports. Um, but I definitely think that kids should be doing more sports. Maybe my only hesitation on that would be, let's say you're a baseball player or, you know, you're an athlete and you have a division one scholarship and you're going into your senior year and they're like, Hey, like maybe don't play football this year. If you're a basketball player or you're a baseball player, That'd be my only hesitation, but I also think it could be done. So, so. did you see that Devontae Adams? Did you see that post by him? No. His junior year of high school, he was the second best receiver on the team. Yeah. Uh, Jock Peterson was first. <laughs> Jock Peterson was a senior. Like, that's the thing is people don't realize that it, Adam Wainwright was an All-American wide receiver. That's that's or maybe an All-American, either All-American or All-State. Jeff Sumarja played Division One. Uh, I know that. Started, I that. Like, there's so many, and then for, it's so frustrating because like kids at um, Redbud or you know when I was at North Clay or even some here at Nelson County, they're like, "Well, I'm going to focus on one sport." Why? Like, I emailed six different coaches from Milliken last year, and all were like, "Yeah, we'd love two sport athletes because if you can do two sports in high school and keep your grades up, that shows us that you can easily do one sport in college." Yeah, it's like the same. Listen, if you're going to tell me that you're going to focus on one sport in high school, then you better you better be up every morning at 6 a.m. getting 400 swings. You better be hitting the gym after school every single day. Your grades better never be below an A. Like, if you're that dedicated to your sport in high school that you can only do one thing, like, then I better see all of these other criteria being met. And that's what's crazy, too. And Casey and I talked about this. And, like, she like, kind of wanted to play volleyball when she was in high school. Yeah. Softball coach was like, no. <laughs> and so, like, granted, she got a scholarship to go play somewhere, so she got money. But for me, it's like, I would never – I can't imagine telling – and she loves, her, she loves her high school softball coach, and he's yeah. a good dude. I've met him. But it's, for me, it's like, man, 99% of the kids aren't going pro. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like – they can do certain things and like, you know, she could have, she could have walked on at some small D one schools, but it's like, for me, she'll never have the opportunity to play competitive softball or competitive volleyball after high school ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can play sand or whatever. And like, I play sand volleyball now. She's like, well, I don't want to play. I'm not very good because she wasn't, didn't give that opportunity, didn't have the opportunity to be able to play yeah. and do that. Obviously she's a good enough athlete. Yeah. You know, and you have, you have kids that are just like, oh, I just want to focus on one, but you don't really, most and she did. She missed school for travel softball tournaments. Yeah, like she would yeah. leave on like a Wednesday night or Thursday, whatever, and go down to Florida, or she'd miss school, whatever. But most of the kids at Redbud, they don't. Yeah, like oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna focus on volleyball. Oh, okay, you're gonna focus on it from August to October when the season is. Yeah, and, and you're only gonna focus on it from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. on those days that you have it. You're not doing anything on Sundays. You're not doing anything on Saturdays. That's the stuff that bothers me because if you want to say I'm going to focus on it, then focus on it and make that your only thing of focus outside of school. Don't be worrying about what party you're going to. Don't be worrying about boys, girls, whatever it is. Focus on that. Then they 
talk to, you know, you want to talk to talk, you better back it up. You know, talk is cheap, back it up, show me what you got, you know, and then I'm okay with it. Then I can, as a coach, I'm fine with it. But like, you know, when I have kids tell me like, Oh yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do this this year. I'm like, why not? What do you have to lose? Like the, I mean, your only concern would be getting hurt, but the likelihood of you getting hurt and something like that, I mean, it happens, but it's not that common. You That's know? why I didn't play football. I was always scared. I was always scared I was gonna get hurt. I know, but you put, do you look back on it and kind of wish you would have. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I, I wish I'd have done. I wish I'd went to Dave and been like, "Listen, I don't like getting hit, but I'm six, I'm six five, so I can be a decoy anytime you want. Just don't throw me the ball in the middle of the field. Like I'm, I'm, the not, line, I'm not running slant routes. I'm running goes and fades all day. That's it. I can run a quick out, maybe it's not quick, but it'll give me the sideline. Give me to the sideline. Yeah. The side but the, that's the thing is, it would have been fun just to be around the guys. Uh, I agree, like, and that's that's honestly, what I, I wish I would have done that. But see, like I wasn't I wasn't super athletic my freshman year when all my buddies started playing football, and I was like, I'm not going to play football and get my ass killed. Like being six five, you didn't have to throw me the ball. I'm, I mean, DBs are like five ten. I might catch one or two, but if anything, I'm a distraction. Well, but I would have loved being around the guys. Like I would have loved spending like hanging out and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, she's here now. I don't know whether or not Casey regrets not playing volleyball. I mean, looking back, she's got to travel all over the place playing softball. Yeah. But but it, part of her is like, you know, it would have been cool to play a year experience, to experience that. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree. I mean, like my freshman year, I was gonna play. I was gonna go out for soccer. Uh, you got I had never really played <laughs> – shut up. I had never really played, like, you know, like travel soccer. I had played, like, Parks and Rec League soccer. And I wasn't – I wasn't outstanding. But, you know, like, I could compete. I can play, I can be an athlete, you know. But then, like, it came to tryouts, and I was like, you know what? I've got no desire to go run this five, this five-mile race and kill myself all fall. And I should have done it. Looking back on it, I should have done it. I should have just said, you know what? I'm going to play soccer. Because by the time I was a senior, I was pretty like decent sized, you know, like I was probably 185. I probably would have been a decent little soccer player running around out there, you know. And all my buddies played. I it would have been a good time. I regret not doing another sport outside of baseball until my senior year when I played lacrosse. But well, that's what it is too. Is and I I was the same way. You don't realize you're running out of time until you're out of time. Oh, and it's it's quick, man. It is. I would say like once sophomore year, like second semester sophomore year, is and to the end of your senior year is a flash. Like it is a Andy, Andy Bernard said it best. I wish someone told you you were you were in the good old days before they were the good old days. Like I agree. Because you think that stuff, and that's why that's one thing that I've tried to do as of late is, and it's hard sometimes, and you forget, but. When you think about like vacations, you think about going on vacation, you're so excited. And all of a sudden you're like, you're home. You're like, damn, that was so fast. Like yep. sometimes they're like, you go to, a, you know, go vacation, like just stop for a second. You're like, this is awesome. Like I'm here. I'm soaking it in. I'm enjoying it. I tried to do that a lot this last year when I went out to Oregon. Um, like it's hard for me because I want to take pictures and shit. Not necessarily like post on Instagram. because I don't do that a lot, but like, I want to be able to capture it, but at the same time, I want to be able to capture it with my own eyes and mem- remember it. Like, you know, I'll remember forever standing on top of, you know, uh, Crater Lake and looking out over it. I have a picture of it too, but like in my brain, it's, you know, it's fried in there. I'll remember 
standing on top of a waterfall and looking at it and being like, oh my God, you know? But like you said, like you get in these mindsets where it's like, you're so excited to go do something and get to the next step in life. And then you forget about soaking it in while you're there. You know, when you find yourself too, even as a kid, wishing things away. Yeah. Like I remember being a couple of times, just be like, all right, four more practices. You know what I mean? Yeah. You say that because you're like, you're just mentally and physically drained sometimes. Like you're yeah. like, oh, I'm just, I'm just ready to go home after school, or I'm just ready to be able to kick up my friends on Saturday, and you know, sat Friday night, I don't have to worry about getting up at seven thirty in the morning on Saturday morning. You know, you think about that stuff, and then all of a sudden it's over, and you're like, damn. Like, yeah, I said it before. I said it, I'm pretty sure in one of the podcasts before, but the night before my last college basketball game, I was up to like one in the morning playing tackle football in the yeah. snow. Like I didn't, and I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be, but I didn't truly soak in. Like, damn, this is the last basketball oh, I get I'll it. play ever. I get it. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I mean, same same type of story for me. My senior year of college baseball, like it that last week, it hits real quick, and you're done. And it's hey, uniform turn in, and you're graduating, and you know all that shit happens right at the end of the year, and it's just like, oh my god, like what what just happened in the last four years like i remember my first day of college and now i'm graduating and i don't have any more baseball to play you know other than men's league and it's like where did that go and then you know you move on to the next thing and it's coaching and the same stuff happens every year when you coach you get teams and you're super excited about them and then it's the end of the year and you're holy shit where did that season go and you know you're in the playoffs and so i gotta i gotta consciously be better about it and i'm gonna try this year really hard to to like soak in those practices and soak in those games and those experiences for me, but also for them and make them aware of the same things. And I've got a young, young team this year. Like I could potentially have five, four to five freshmen starting at any given time. Like if I can convince them to get to that point, remembering like focusing on those things and, you know, absorbing those experiences, like they're going to be good. They're going to be building something positive in the long run so that's that's my hope for this year that's that's kind of my goal at least but well, I, told, I got on my boys today i'm like listen i go if you guys could quit screwing around you guys could be so damn good because like yeah. i'll be talking to you on one side of the court and i look over there and two dudes are playing ass grab or whatever and then it's like then we run it again and they screw it up and they're like what I'm like i just freaking talked about this oh like that's so frustrating. All I'm asking is an hour and a half or yeah. say an hour and 45 minutes, hour and 45 minutes. Just listen. Yeah. You know, or, or when you're off the court, seventh graders, watch the eighth graders, know what they're doing, know what to do. That way I don't have to explain the same drill to you. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, and, and fucking watch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, I get it. It's, there's a lot of times that I wish that, the F word could just come out of my mouth as smoothly as it does when I'm talking to my friends, because I think I get my point across a lot better. I think I was telling Stepping that the other day, like if, if I could just say fuck it is part of my general vernacular when I'm in class, like I think I get my point across. Cause like, if I can't say it when I'm talking, I feel like I'm not being a hundred percent authentic Bove. I'm being, I'm being 79% Bove if I can't say fuck in the middle of a sentence. That's what Goggins says. Yeah. I know. I've, I've, I've heard that. I'm so angry you cuss all the time. No, I'm not, motherfucker. That's just who I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm pissed. It's just that's part of how I talk. And I, I get why people don't like to say it all the time. And I get – I've heard that it's a uh, 
what did that what did our coach say back in North Dakota? He know he called it a conversation killer when you say fuck all the time. But then our other coach would always say fuck and he'd go with a pH because he played for the with because he played for the Phillies. So he'd always say fuck with a pH with a pH. You gotta really get the into it. Fuck. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, there's some uh, there's some good times of good stories of him lighting some people up with yeah. But it's just, but then again, you know, it is hard. I mean, I get pissed off, but I'm a totally different person than I was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, I agree. 10 years ago, like, I get pissed off at stuff that kids do. And then I'm like, well, my dumbass definitely did that. I did the same shit. Yep. Same. But it's just like, and it is, it's the same old adage. It's like, do as I say, not as I do. Because like, I've I've learned a lot. That's why I am a different person. Because I've I've understood from my mistakes, and I look back. I've made a lot of fuck ups. And I look back on those mistakes. I'm like, damn, definitely shouldn't have done that. I wish I'd have done that. Like, and I said it over and over and over again. If I weighed what I weigh right now when I was in high school playing basketball, I'd have been a monster. Yeah. Like instead of weighing two twenty, instead of one sixty. Yeah. Like, I, and I. And I, I mean, there's so many kids. There's, there's limits. And there is limits to that. Like if I'd have worked my ass off, I still wouldn't have got to 220 in high school if I'd done everything right. But yeah. doing everything right, I might have got to 185, 190. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many kids that I see that like I look at and I'm like, man, that is me when I was a freshman or a sophomore. And it's like you try and you try and instill them those things that you want them to learn from your fuck ups. And some of them take it and some of them like absorb it and they do and they get better. Uh, and then others just don't, don't see it yet. And they will in five years, you know, they will in six years, but like when it's done, they, yeah. Yeah. When it's too late, but then maybe they can pass that on to somebody else and that's, and that's okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's the path that they're supposed to take. But like the one kid, I will say the one kid who I've been most proud of, I think probably from like, the last year is Gavin uh, McDill. Like that dude, like he's probably one of the strongest 17 year olds in the country. I'm not, and like he, like I just kind of happened to talk to him one day at school about lifting and told him about my gym where I go. And now he's training there like twice a week and he's getting coached by a guy who's super knowledgeable and probably going to be a future guest on our show. Um, You know, and he's been a powerlifter for, 20 almost 20 years probably uh you know and and it's helping gavin i think learn some things that uh maybe he didn't know he could still learn um and he's not he's finally not the strongest guy in the gym anymore you know there's people that are stronger than him uh which is really good because it pushes you especially if you're a kid like him who who likes that challenge so i've been really impressed with him especially like on that side of things and like just getting out of that shell um, and meeting new people and absorbing things from other people that are teaching him, you know, cause he's, I mean, he, dude, his, his numbers in the gym are fucking stupid. It's. Yeah, and that's the thing is he has that motivation to stay with it. And like for him, as an example, he loves lifting and probably nothing else. Yeah. Like he doesn't like school. I know that for a fact. Oh, a hundred percent. But lifting, but he has that motivation now. He found that niche where lifting is going to keep him in school because, dude, you can get college paid for and you can go compete even more and who knows what's going to happen. Like you might get sought out by a professional powerlifting company or brand or whatever. Like, 
Olympics. They will pay you, like will pay yeah. you to lift and be strong as shit. Yeah. But like I got on a kid today and uh, he did something. He's just, you could tell from the start of practice, he was not having a good day. Yeah. Like he was a little bit, he was a little late because one of the teachers didn't let him out in time. And she told me that. She's like, yeah, I, was like, I didn't let him out because I didn't think he was allowed to go yet. And he was just having a bad day. And he just kept doing mistakes after mistakes. And I was like ripping into him. And uh, he screams like, Bah! You know, I go, dude, 25. And he's, he's just like cussing as I'm as he's walking away. And like, I can hear him. I'm like, and I get him done. We finish the drill, whatever. We're getting right. Go, all right, everybody shoot free throws. Two and rotate, shoot eight. And I talked to him the entire time. Everybody else was shooting. I'm like, listen, man. I go, if you want, if you don't want to be great, that's fine. Like, if you're just here because you like to hoop, that's cool. I will not ride you. I go, but if you want to be the best you can possibly be, whether basketball, football, whatever, I go, I'm going to ride you until you can't handle it anymore. Yeah. I go, I'm going to push you. I go, the time, I go, and he, I was like, do you understand that I yell at you way more than anybody else? He's like, yeah. He's like, it pisses me off. I go, it's because you can be great. Yeah. I'm like, if you're 6'4, 240, you can be great if you yeah. just, you're your biggest problem is between your ears. Yeah. I go, the minute I quit yelling at you, is the minute you should be like, oh shit, like what's wrong? Yeah, yeah, you know? I agree. Because I was at way too. I used to get pissed. I'm like, what? Why is he? Why is Coach Gill yelling at me all the time? Yeah, you know. And then finally, my dad's like, six five, like, you motherfucker. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, six five, six five, and I weighed less than everybody on the team. We're gonna fucking rebound. <laughs> but my dad's like, listen, he's like, as soon as he quits yelling at you, that means he's yeah. he's not worried about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. That's a, that's a good, uh, that's a good life lesson to take. I think in general, like as, as an athlete, like coaches, coaches will a hundred percent harsh harp on the kids that they think can make something more of where they're at. Or maybe even just need it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think to take, it to, to take it to the next level, you know, I think in college, my coach, like the kids that needed that discipline, yeah. if they, they hated it. But truly, they needed it. Like they didn't give it to them, and so they just like got to do whatever. Yep. Like if you ripped them, like they would help them write their papers in college. I'm like, you can write my paper for me. Yeah. Like yeah. they needed to be like ripped into all the stuff, and like they needed that discipline, and they didn't always have it. Yeah, man. And you think about it, like as a college coach, like you're not entitled to do anything for them in the classroom. Yeah. Whereas we're on the other end of that spectrum. You know, we we've got to help them basically keep their grades up in the classroom too. But we were held accountable to our grades. Like we had a, my junior year, um, we had academic teams and me and my friend Parker were ahead of one of the academic teams. There was three of them. And if uh, you were late, if one of our kids, the people underneath us were late, we had five six queens and we had to run with them. And if they didn't show up to the class at all, we had seven and we had to run with them. This is like, and it, they would coaches would be like, "When are you free?" Well, that goes back to the accountability stuff we were talking about. You know, yeah. like accountability, motivated to help your teammates out. Correct. How to be a good teammate. Yeah, and so because of that, we had a group text, and me and Parker would text be like, "All right, who's got eight a.m.s tomorrow morning?" And we're like, "All right, get up, get up, get up, get up." And the thing is, they're looking like looking at me like, "Yeah, you're running because I fucked up." Yeah, yeah. man, you are. Yeah. And that's a shitty feeling. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but. All right, do you want to hit it with a quote to cap her off tonight? Yeah, man. So um, 
I have mine. We got two of them tonight, right? You got one too? Yeah, yeah, I got one. Uh, so mine, I don't know who said it. I have a bunch of quotes um, in my phone that sometimes um, if I'm having a bad day or something going on, I'll just read through them all. And this one's kind of good because um, I think it kind of goes with what we're talking to about today too. Um, ability is what you are capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how well you, you do it. Um, like ability is one thing. Like there's so many great athletes that don't have, they truly weren't born with the ability. I think you're, I think you're born with some athleticism. Yeah. But the motive, the, the motivation, you got to be motivated to want to work every single day. You got to be motivated to hold other people to want to work. And the attitude thing, if you're going to go in a place with a bad attitude, go, go the fuck home. Dude, I, the, the one athlete that comes to mind out of that, what you just said, Tom Brady. Dude, Tom Brady, when he – look at him in the combine when he got drafted. Dude is a slug. Cannot run. Looks like a average Joe. And dude looks is like – Looks like he works out at average Joe's gymnasium. He looks like he works out at Planet Fitness. Oh, 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 that's that's harsh. Yeah. That's harsh. We, don't, we don't judge there. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> but, do. no, like that's like – I mean – Tom Brady, prime example of that, right? Probably not the best athlete of all time, but without a doubt, the greatest quarterback ever. I don't know. I don't know if you can even compare that. If you can compare him to anybody else anymore, it's done. Well, I think um, his his floor and his ceiling are the biggest differentiation. Like the fact that I mean, granted, he had a scholarship to Michigan. Yes. I mean, you're fucking good. You have a power a power five Michigan from, come from California. Yeah. Correct. But being drafted in the sixth round and expected, honestly, to be – look how many guys get drafted in the top five and don't make it. Yeah. Marcus, Marcus Russell. Like you got these dudes, you know, Jameis Winston. You got these dudes who are drafted so high and don't make it. And he was drafted that low. Yeah, and he and, didn't make it because of his raw athleticism. He yeah. made it because he was willing to work harder than anybody else in those five rounds ahead of him. And and he was going to make a point that he is going to be the best quarterback ever, and he clearly has. And yeah. I read Josh Allen didn't have any scholarships after high school. I heard about that. Went to play JUCO, sent over like a hundred emails to places. Wyoming finally was like, "Yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you a scholarship." Went to play Wyoming, and the rest of the industry, yeah, he just played an AFC championship game. Yeah, and lost to. Somebody who's going to be up there in the top five greatest QBs ever as well. Okay. You know, like it's it's crazy how that works. Like you don't have to be the best. I mean, Derek Jeter said the same kind of thing. It's not really my – it wasn't maybe my quote for today, but it definitely is going to – you know, I'll use it as the whole, you know, uh, hard work um, outweighs talent when talent refuses to work hard or whatever. Yeah. He says. Like, says that all the time too. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it is. It's 100%. Like you don't have to be the best athlete. If If I have a kid who's – you know, a phenomenal athlete with a shitty work ethic. I would rather have a kid that's a very average athlete that will come in and work their ass off every single day at practice, 10 times out of 10. I talked to that about the high school coach today, high school football coach. I was like, he's not super talented, but he works his ass off. He's like, I can work with that. Yeah. yeah. And I think literally every single coach will say that. And you'll have kids that are super good athletes still come and tell you, oh, Oh, I don't need to work that hard or, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to go in the weight room. It's like, okay, well that's on you then. Like yeah. when, if I have a kid tell me that I'm all right, cool. You know, like I have kids all the time talk about how they don't have to work hard in, or don't work hard in the weight room. And I'm like, 
that's a you're you're an idiot. Like Dude, I hate so much that junior high kids can't drive because I yeah. would keep so many kids out of practice for being lazy, and then they just look at you like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Man, you don't understand the opportunity you have. And I told Chad that today. I was like, dude, you have an opportunity to play the greatest game in the world. I'm like, it is so like truly unbiased. I'm probably a little biased. I go, I think I think basketball is the hardest sport to be great at because you can't hide anybody. Like you have to be decent on both ends to play. And there's only 10 people out there. Football, you can be the worst wide receiver in the country and they can start you as long as you just run your route. Yeah. Running route, you could, they can run the ball, whatever. Baseball, how many get you? Go like Harrison Bader, he fields really well, but you go <laughs> 0 for five with five strikeouts in a playoff game and still get the start the next day. Oh, don't well. You know what I mean, or you have don't you know, get guys, or you have the DH. Like you could be a great hitter and yeah, horrible fielder, and you don't. You know what I mean? So like yeah. baseball is, you know, it's kind of there too. But like for me, basketball, you can't hide somebody. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. That you, have, that you can't hide somebody in that. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, that's a that's a good way to look at it. And I, you're probably right in that regard. So, yeah. Well, I think that's a good good spot to wrap up. Uh, we're gonna try and hit another one here, a couple days, maybe a week or so. We got some we got some topics to talk about. We've got some potential guests lined up for the next month. Um, going to be doing maybe a little collab podcast with two of my former uh, North Dakota ball players. Um, they run a podcast as well. Um, Plus, with basketball closing up soon, I'll have some more free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, my free time kind of gets a little bit tighter, but we'll make it work. Um, as long as we got a laptop and a mic, we can do whatever we want. So, uh, cool, man. All right, man. Well, it was good catching up. Uh, yeah. Any, any last parting shots? Nah, just uh, start. Look, keep listening and share the story. Share the yeah, share the word with anybody uh, you think might be interested, and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Follow, follow us on Instagram, Coach's Corner. All right, peace. Yep.